0: There has been a lot of talk about what the new normal will be after the current crisis is resolved. There is an assumption that has either come about organically or through not terribly subtle manipulation from our rulers that the old status quo is over. But what can we expect to see? I'm not sure, but I do know what some of the agendas are here. At their core, they are about control. Control over every aspect of your lives, but especially about control over reproduction. That much is evident from the past work and criticism of the former tech billionaire CEO who's been in the news a lot lately pushing for mass inoculation of the population and the taking of a tracking chip to prove you've been inoculated against the affliction. Or at least the taking of papers, although those can be easily forged. Let's look at this push for the new normal and at the population control agenda at work. But I have to say, caution is needed when talking about this issue now. CNBC reported this, gem. The former tech CEO is the top target for affliction hypotheses about secretive plans. Obviously, I changed the title of that piece just a bit because... Most of those are now naughty words on this platform, so we'll proceed with caution on this topic. But it must be covered, so in advance, I'd like to thank those who support this channel directly. It does help, especially with these touchy subjects that can threaten my future on this platform. With that said, let's have a look at the weird history this man has with the issues of inoculations and population control. Our former tech giant CEO and would-be savior in our current crisis has a long, storied history, With promoting inoculations mostly in the developing world targeting poor populations who can't effectively organize to defend themselves against his agenda what is that agenda population control let's get back in time a bit to 2016 when the tech ceo's foundation was advocating inoculations for africans as a means of population control their thinking for doing this was go something like this parents have a lot of kids in these countries Not because they love having lots of kids, but because the survival rates to adulthood are so poor that they need to have more kids to ensure a few make it. Thus, if they provide inoculations against the things undermining the survival of their kids, like tetanus, the fewer kids they'll end up having. Now, these billionaires pushing this have been on the record saying that no truly educated woman has nine children, so take their intentions with a grain of salt. But in 2016, a firestorm of controversy erupted in Kenya because some of these inoculations were actually sterilizing people. All sources I use here will be on the sources blog, linked in the description of this podcast. So in 2016, it emerged that after these inoculations were causing sterilization in women who were receiving them, mostly quoting one article here. The Catholic Church was ignored when it mounted a strong but lonely campaign against the mass inoculation after it raised concerns about the safety of the meds that were being used. At the time, the Catholic Church in Kenya claimed that the inoculation used by the government of Kenya and UN agencies was contaminated with a hormone that can cause miscarriages and render some women sterile. But it gets better. Where did they get the inoculation that they were given? You get, you guessed it, the former tech CEO Billionaires Foundation and the United Nations, and you can guess where it was made. As you can imagine, the bishops of Kenya had raised the alarm about this for some time, with the Western media largely ignoring them. But it gets better. Where did they get the inoculations that were given out? You guessed it, the former tech CEO Billionaires Foundation and the United Nations. As you can imagine, the bishops of Kenya had raised the alarm about this for some time, with the Western media largely ignoring them. In 2014, though earlier, you know, the bishops of Kenya raised the alarm about this program. Quoting LifeSite News, Run by the World Health Organization and UNICEF, the Kenya campaign exclusively targets Kenyan women of childbearing age, 14 to 49 years old, and excludes boys and men and younger girls who are also at risk from tetanus infection. End quote. A UN and WHO joint joint program was targeting young women but ignoring men. Why? The bishops of Kenya released a statement noting that the same inoculation was used earlier in the Philippines, Nicaragua, and Mexico, and it was laced with hormones that caused sterilization and a large number of women who were given the product. In other words, they were being inoculated against pregnancy, not tetanus. The bishops were, who were never worked with at all by the UN in this effort either, which is weird given that the Catholic Church provides the majority of health programs in the country, almost as if they were purposely not consulted in this program. But the program was supposed to be about tetanus. Remember that. But that couldn't be the case because on that program's cheerleaders was one of the media-appointed saviors in our current crisis. In all this, the Catholic stance on medical care has always been the same. From the statement released by the bishops of Kenya, The sanctity of life and dignity of the human person must always be priorities in health care. The Catholic Church, in the absence of proper and adequate information, will not shy away from raising moral questions on matters affecting human life. The U.S. bishops, to their credit, issued a statement warning against the development of inoculations that contain the remains of the victims of the state-funded Temple of Moloch, And that statement surprised me because rarely do the U.S. bishops bite the hand that feeds them. Coming out against this definitely threatens that. Maybe, just maybe, they're realizing that we should take this threat seriously. There are numerous accusations about motives floating around the internet. Some point out that these populations sit atop vast mineral resources. Others point out that it's probably just simply money for the companies that manufacture the inoculation. But it is worth noting that the former tech billionaire CEO was raised by two eugenicists who were early supporters of that organization that I call the state-funded Medical Temple of Moloch. Prior to his parents getting involved, Margaret Sanger was noted for her horrifying attitude about controlling the population of undesirable populations, in her own words. Now, it appears that this logic may be playing out on a global scale. Beyond the proliferation of these medical temples around the world, and especially in the poorest population centers of the world, but now also through the manufacturers of the inoculations itself. In fact, a sterilization formula was found in every sample of the meds tested in Kenya, every single one of them, which begs a lot of questions about motive. Dave Cullen at Computing Forever did a great video on this subject that goes into more detail, specifically about the crimes of this group in India and the tainted inoculations they've been passing out there. The track record of this foundation is poor, to say the least, when it comes to public safety and human rights. A link to that video is in the pinned comment and on the source's blog at ReturnToTradition.org. Needless to say, human rights aren't factoring into this equation at all. Why? Because travel restrictions until people can prove that they've been inoculated against the affliction are being openly talked about by the billionaire CEO and public policymakers around the world, even in the United States, which is astonishing. That brings me back to the two videos I've done previously on the chip, which people still think is some wild hypothesis about secretive plans or something. In reality, this is all out in the open for anyone to see who is paying attention to the news. For example, in the UK and in Germany, secular authorities are now talking about inoculation passports, a sort of ID of some kind that you would carry with you to show employers and law enforcement that you have received the tech billionaire savior civilization-saving inoculation and can be permitted back to work. Without it, participating in the economy would be nigh impossible. Where have I heard this before? Seems like the faith in sacred scripture has been warning us about this sort of thing for centuries. But I digress. Those so-called experts promoting these passports point out that immunity from contracting the infliction may only last a year, or even less, and that the tech billionaire secular savior's product might be required multiple times to ward off the demon scourge that threatens all of us. The population control agenda is being ignored by most people, and it really shouldn't be. The tech billionaire has been a warrior for population control for years. In 2012, a summit was held with their funding to promote population control efforts through coercive use of so-called family planning technologies. Quoting a release from Human Life International, quote, in fact, the dangers posed by the summit are so extreme that many population control groups, including the Center for Reproductive Rights, which never met a medical evil medical procedure it didn't like, issued a warning before the summit. The Civil Society Declaration condemns policies that accept or tacitly contone forced sterilization and the coercive per- provision of contraceptives. Any return to coercive family planning programs where quality of care and informed consent are ignored would be both shocking and retrograde, quote. One certainly does not have to be perceived as retrograde, but these groups have good reason to be concerned. The co-sponsor of the London Summit on Family Planning was the United Kingdom's Department for International Development. This government agency contributed $261.4 million to India's most recent forced sterilization program. This type of quota and bounty-based population program inevitably leads to gross and widespread human rights violations. End quote. You know, I've done a lot of videos on this channel about sustainable development, and oftentimes people tend to ignore them because they don't really understand what I'm doing with those. Maybe now you understand. So to be clear, the would-be savior of civilization, in the face of the current affliction, has a track record of promoting cures that are laced with sterilization compounds, which, by the way, are made in the Middle Kingdom, though the new ones for the affliction will be made at facilities around the world. At least two of the products being developed have the remains of the victims of the Temple of Moloch in them. You may be required to carry papers proving your immunity to return to work in some parts of the world. And the foundation in question behind a lot of this has a track record of working for population control efforts that would make Margaret Sanger and the World War II dictator of Germany blush. But there we are. In closing, Robert De Mattei over at Lepanto Institute had this to say about our current situation. Quote The international scenario in the spring of 2020 is new, unexpected, and dramatic. Confusion dominates because no one is able to truly say exactly what has happened, where the affliction came from, when it will end, and how it should be confronted. What is certain, however, is that against this background, two cities continue to fight in history the Civitas Dei and the Civitas Diaboli. Their aim is to annihilate each other. They are the two cities that St. Augustine speaks of. One is the society of devoted men, the other of rebels. Each one has its own angels. In the first city, the love of God is superior, and in the other, the love of self. We are truly in a battle between the city of God and the city of man. We know who will emerge triumphant in the end, but the battle is before us now. Will you take the chip to prove your immunity? Will you take the inoculation, even if it doesn't end up having the remains of their victims in it, as the president has demanded that they leave that ingredient out? But again, we'll see who wins. Let me know your thoughts on this. Again, sources are on the Sources blog at return to returntotradition.org, tradition, linked in the description of this video. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.